Good evening, good afternoon, uh, good morning, uh, wherever you all may be. Uh, this is the IAC podcast, and uh, today I am here with John Swim. And um, that's not actually John's last name, but uh, in the years that I have worked with John, he has become synonymous with all things swim, um, all things water. Uh, and today, um, we want to make sure that one, we know that John is more than just swim <laughs> when it comes to things. Um, but the story, the storyline, the conversation is really based about bodies of water um, and the benefits and challenges that they provide, not only our campers, but staff, uh, people, family in general. John and I have an interesting relationship when it comes to water. Uh, and if I may say so, um, there's not a, a time that I don't get in the water and uh, get crushed by John, regardless of how fit or strong I think I am. John always seems to nose me out in the end with his graceful-like uh, performances in the water. So, so John, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm, I can't believe I'm on a podcast. Like, I've been listening to podcasts for years. I even remember listening to your first podcast and I just can't believe I've made it. I'm on the internet. Well, you're on the internet. I know, I'm on a podcast. <laughs> You've done it. Well, well, this podcast in particular, um, you know, let's, let's make the most of it. When, when I think of John Swim, and I think the campers, staff that have worked with you, that, that name, uh, it, it does stick. It is, uh, you know, you become the identity of your last name oftentimes, but you're more than just that. But today's podcast is about water, about being in it, on it, around it, and the, those benefits to that. So thinking back, let's start with an easy question. What's your first or earliest memory or experience that you're willing to share about what? being on, in, or near the water? All right. Earliest memory. Okay. So um, this is quite funny. So I... I people never know this, but I actually grew up in the UK, so honest to my accent, I grew up in the UK. I grew up in the one place which is the furthest possible point from the ocean in the UK. I grew up in Oxford, which is right in the middle. Um, so I don't really remember any open water there. I have really distinct memories of going to my local swimming pool and learning to swim. I really remember that. I can remember, like, if I just think about it now, I can remember the feeling of the the tiles in my hands of of, the, of the, where the water goes on the gutter, and I can remember during swimming lessons holding on to that gutter, and and then being scared to come off the gutter, and then feeling of floating and weightlessness. I remember that distinctly. Um, I was very lucky as a child. My my. My mother is actually from Barbados, so learning to swim was actually really important for my family because I had the opportunity to go to Barbados quite often. Um, so I remember being in the ocean a lot in Barbados um, and, and having that affinity with water, so it means holidays to me. Um, yeah, that's probably my earliest memory, is learning to swim and then using that in the ocean when I got to Barbados and thinking, hang on, this doesn't taste like the, the water in the pool, and where is the gutter in the sea? That's probably yeah, my earliest memory. Where do I hold on to before this, this exactly. starts pulling me out? 
Um, Along those lines, though, what I I do find interesting in the correlation between, you know, your experiences and the camp experience that we often run, you know, at IHC is we have we have a pool and we have the lake. And we do see that sort of at times this sort of like safety of the pool, the clear bottom, you know, where the edge is. Um, There's an understanding, you know, and then you turn to the lake and there's this amazing fresh water lake that you and I swim in on a regular, but it often takes some convincing, you know, because oh, it is definitely. that mystery. Um, and, you know, when I think about my early experiences, like you said, mine was at a, a YMCA. I grew up outside of uh, Chicago. Um, so it was pools. Um, you couldn't swim in the rivers. There were just too, um, you know, high, high, high river sessions, too much stuff in them. Um, it just wasn't safe. Um, the lakes were up in Wisconsin and it wasn't probably till much later in my life that I started doing open water swimming. And to your point too, is when you have a large body of water, like an ocean <laughs> that mm. you can get to, um, there's a certain joy of the, the feeling of sand between your toes. Um, you know, that sort of briskness if it's, you know, early in the season or that warmth, if you happen to be on a, a jet stream or something like that. But, but the distinct difference of a pool um, and an ocean, you said ocean to you was holiday. Uh, it was play. Uh, the pool was, was more structured, obviously, uh, you know, and then how do you, particularly like having taught for many years with, with us at, at IHC is how do you make both fun and both educational? Do you know, even just sat here thinking about it, like I'm, I'm, I'm just getting, this nostalgic feeling of, of, of water in different places that I've, I've swam in. Um, so how do you make it fun? I mean, we're so lucky at camp that, that 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 lake is there. And to me, it's weird because I automatically see that huge body of water and all I want to do is, is get, in it, get in it, be in it, swim in it. Um, my job as a coach and as and, and my job to, of teaching our, our swim staff is I want to project that passion of man I want to be in the water I want to be in the water to our campers that's ultimately what we want to do now the best kids are the ones who want to get in the water but then obviously we've got to teach them how to be safe in that water um, we just want that passion to come across that's it you know um, I'm sure we'll talk about it later, but when we run the the Doctor Doc with the um, with the Hill Camp kids, nothing gives me more joy than than shouting out on the um, on the microphone at the pool. All right, Hill Camp, we're rocking a Doctor Doc in in 20 minutes. You know, report to the beach if you wanted to see a Doctor Doc, and people going to do that Doctor Doc and campers completing that Doctor Doc and having that feeling. Um, yeah. It probably doesn't yeah. answer your question directly, but. No, but I, I think what, what I heard in that and hopefully what also people heard is that you entering into that water, you as um, the adult, the experienced person, mm. the person who is John Swim, rain or shine, if we're scheduled for that activity, if you can demonstrate getting in the water is okay, is safe. Um, whether, I mean, John, we've been on some pretty cold, wet lifeguard training days and we're in the pool with the staff. Um, mm. We've been on some hot, sunny days and putting sunscreen on <laughs> first and foremost but that balance of safety and fun um, many of you you can't see this but if, if you look for some videos and maybe it's out there but to be in person and watch john enter the pool enter um, in the deep end um, or into the lake and do some penguin dive or some front flip onto his back 
uh, to be funny and entertaining, but just to not do the most perfect dive on purpose shows that there can be some levity um, in that experience. Uh, but then when there needs to be that stroke correction, that technique adjustment, they recognize that you're doing it to help them, but you're also this fun guy. And, and I think that's the benefit. That's why I love swimming with you is you're never over the top. You're never a drill sergeant about it. And you make <laughs> swimming 10 by 50s uh, on the 45s with a 10 second break. Um, enjoyable <laughs> as, as enjoyable as it can be I mean, as it can be yeah that should be an ethos of, of all training and coachings you do it's first and foremost particularly at a camp level they're not there to be professional swimmers they're not there to be professional athletes they're there to have fun and that's what it should be like swimming should be fun it shouldn't be something that is difficult at a camp level you know it fun should be fun should be the first thing that should be the big capital letters fun everything else comes underneath it um you know some campers love the technical stuff you know they love it when they talk to them about dude your your fingertips they, they're going in at a 47 degree angle you want to you want them 45 degree angle um that way you can get more of a catch on your stroke they love that stuff um but there you go. That's another yep. skill of a coach is, is, is knowing what the, the, the camper wants in their experience. Yeah. And I think what, and again, you know, to, to kudos to the Waterfront program and IHC is that we've, over time, have developed um, a progression, you yeah. know, from swim instruction um, to squad level or swim meets. But some of those swim meets aren't your traditional competitive swim meets. They're goofy, fun relay races that help them learn to go off the block. Mm -hmm. Um, being also, you had mentioned you're from the UK originally, but you also spent time in Australia. Can you explain to people, again, it's one of my favorite, like the ideas from the Surf Lifesave Club, the little nipper type, uh, thing, like, what does that look like to, to tell people like, here's our beach, how do you right, make so op open water, like a, a swim meet, but with a beach in the water? Okay. So, um, so I moved to Australia when I was 18. So, um, that's more than half my life, so I'm lucky in that respect. But when you go, let's just say, so I've, I've got an elder sister who lives in Port Macquarie, which is about four hours north of Sydney. You go out to the beach in Port Macquarie on a Sunday morning, and there is hundreds, and I'm talking hundreds of kids doing this thing called Little, little Nippers. Um, so swimming in Australia is an important skill to have obviously because most of our population lives by the ocean but the way that they um, increase water safety is by integrating and introducing children to the ocean at a far younger age than they do here so little nippers is a really important aspect of that so you go down there on a Sunday morning and say there's hundreds of kids and they're all running in the sand they're running into the surf they're jumping over the waves they're swimming to a point then they're swimming back and then they're running up the beach again um, there's another element when they get on a it's not a surfboard it's like a longboard rescue board and they practice the paddling technique um, of using the, the, the rescue board in the water and the whole idea is is to teach kids how to be safe in the water and also to almost, um, I don't know if the rest is the right word, but like grandfather them into surf lifesaving and lifeguarding. Um, so they already have that skill. Um, I've got two nephews who, uh, who live up in Port Macquarie and um, it's, 
it, it's so weird and, and satisfying to see them in the ocean because they've gone through the little little nipper program. They're at complete ease with the ocean. They have to remind me to calm down because of rips. Um, like they have that knowledge because it, right. they've been doing it since they were four. Um, so because we have a a beach at IHC, um, a couple of years ago we started running very very loose little nipper sort of um, activities where we would have um, kids uh, run up and down on the beach um, you always I don't know why you do this but in surf lifesaving they always put a stick in the sand yeah. and you have right. to run yeah. up the stick and it's the first person to the stick um, and there's cool dive finishes and stuff um, so we did that one and then we were run um, we don't have any rescue boards so we would just use um, uh, stand up paddle boards and we get them paddling on there as well again it was just a cool another cool thing that we could introduce another experience to our campus yeah amazing and and when i saw that you know i was like oh this is great and in 2019 uh, before covid i participated in my first surf life saving event um in melbourne australia uh, just a, a local uh club and darn if that wasn't awesome but friendly and supportive competition at the same time and it kicked my butt but um you know it's john i i, I can't say enough about being in the water and the feeling there's books written about it there's the psychology behind being in the water um, from a physical fitness standpoint when it talks about joints and strength it's an it's an all-body workout swimming um so when i think about this podcast and I think about the challenges and the joys of, of, of being on and in the water, uh, you know, there's the on part as well. Um, mm. We have canoeing, sailing, stand-up paddleboarding, and and to actually be in a sailboat, um, to be on a stand-up paddleboard and balance, um, you know, th those sort of skills, not everyone has access to, you know, to be no. on, a, on a body of water. So not only are we in the water, but we're on the water. So I know I've seen you down at boating, <laughs> smiling, Captain John. You go from John Swim to Captain John. Tell me about that experience and how it's slightly different or what are some of the benefits of the on the water for you as a person? And, you know, if you see some for the campers, it's great, but more for you. Why is it there's a smile on your face that's different than the smile on your face at the waterfront? Um, let me see. Well, you know what? It, 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 how can I answer that? Um, I always enjoy the, the, the boating, the canoeing, the kayaking. Again, very lucky when I was younger. I got exposed to sailing um, when I was in Barbados and did sailing courses there. Um, I was a very, um, very much into my scouting and scouts when I was younger as well. Um, and I used to go down and, and, and I learned to kayak. I remember doing, you know, seven day kayaking trips as a scout and doing canoeing trips and things like that um so it's i guess it's just another aspect of water that, that we have access to at camp and that we have access for our kids i think there's something so peaceful and this is an exercise i do with um with with our younger campers who might be a little bit more active on the water is we just go out into a canoe and we we, we circle up and i get them to shut their eyes and just feel the body of water which is underneath them and you can feel it. And you, when you when you're on that kayak and when you're in that canoe and you're you're you know it's not thick, <laughs> and you're bobbing right. up and down, you can feel that body of water. And it, if you shut your eyes and just, oh, 
it's so peaceful. <laughs> I want to go yeah. and do it now. If it wasn't so cold, I would be out there. <laughs> um, yeah. And that's another aspect of it. You know, it, the SUPS, my favourite sessions last year down in boating was taking our youngest kids on camp, your rookies, on the SUPS. Um, during Olympics, we introduced um, SUP races. Um, you remember doing that? Uh, and yep, it was just great absolutely. fun. Entire division of, of rookie girls on the SUPS racing up and down the lake. And they really loved it, and and I loved doing it as well. They were they were confident because they'd had exposure throughout the summer on the SUPS, and then here they are, racing on the SUPS and 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 doing it really well as well. Not just kind of doing it falling in, doing it really really well and 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 having a crack. It was brilliant. Yeah, and through those those fun times, those moments, the races, you develop skills. And again, I think that's what we're trying to create is this balance yeah. of fun and skill building, because for me, when I think about that progression is then we're on the Delaware River, mm. you know, a moving body of water. You know, they need to know how to have paddle skills. When they go up into the Adirondacks on the trips, they're paddling out on an open lake with some winds out to an mm. island to go rock climbing. Um, the CITs have an opportunity, or counselors in training, to go on a portage trip where they carry canoes. So integrating a body of water around activities is, is a way to cool, relax, but also develop fitness. And, you know, sitting on a lake at 6.30, 7.30, whenever the sun is starting to, to set, um, is just, for me, John, when you say sitting on that body of water, my walkie's on the dock, no chatter, just me out there with the kids and the sun and the sparkle on the water. It's probably the most beautiful place on camp, yeah, is being on that lake. The, yeah. the view from the middle of the lake, looking back onto camp, that's A1. Um, A1. But then swimming also has it. For me, swimming has that that potential as well, um, because swimming is essentially it, you know you're 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 breathing constantly. You know you're you're doing three strokes. You're breathing out under the water. You're breathing in three strokes. Breathing under the water. I find that incredibly therapeutic as well. That feeling I get when I jump into a swimming pool and then kick off the wall, mm. and you're floating under the water. To me, that's as close as you're going to get to flying. Um, that's an amazing that feeling. Yeah. Aerodynamics, water and air. Hydrodynamics, so. buddy. Yeah. So uh, with all these skill sets, and we always try, I, I know you say the same thing, is like running, biking, swimming. I think these are like some technology comes in, technology mm. goes, but there's some simple movements that humans, you know, and then with the development of wheels, you can add the bike. But even if you took the bike out of it and you said walk, run, hike, Mm -hmm. swim you know whether it's a you know in a pool or, or in a body of water which we're attempting and doing a darn good job of giving kids staff and people skills and opportunities to do things outside and develop a level that's kind of a big mouthful of stuff but the reason i love it is that when i go places and when i go uh to different countries i always have a swimsuit and i have a mm. pair of goggles because i'm saying where am i going to swim today what, what body of water is safe and mitigate the risk, but can I go into? So when you think about that, growing up in Barbados, camp off the, you know, got to take that one off. Barbados is off now. Give me some experiences that you had where you said, I'm here, I'm going to swim in this. It's cold, it's hot. You know, like what bodies of water have stood out to you in your experiences that you want to share with people that if they ever have an opportunity, they should definitely swim here, <laughs> boat here. <laughs> swim yeah. here, boat here. Um, 
I know it sounds strange, but I find that question kind of hard because swimming and being around water is so synonymous of what I am. Everywhere I go seems to have a body of water. Um, so we lived on... So you um, gravitated. You're like magnetically yeah, uh, pulled towards the water. Exactly. <laughs> towards the water. So we lived in, um, in an off-season, we lived in, in New Zealand um, for six months. Guess where we lived? Right in Queenstown on a body of water. Um I used to jump into Lake Wakatupu nearly every day, <laughs> and that That's was fresh. That was cold. That was cold. That was fresh wine. Yeah, and um, cold you know me well enough. I don't really like cold water. Mm-hmm. Um, warm wise, um, Thailand. I love the water in Thailand. Um, we've been really lucky that we've been to um, Phuket. Uh, you've seen the movie The Beach. Yeah. Um, we swam in all of that water. Um, Australia wise, um, again. I used to do ocean races every Sunday. Um, one of the things I loved about that one was it was an opportunity to visit beaches around Sydney that I may not have been to before. Um, standout one has to be um, Australia Day, uh, probably way, probably nine years ago now. Didn't think I was going to do anything that day. Saw on the internet that there was an ocean race going round the um, the Opera House. Um, oh. Yeah, that was sick. So swimming around the Opera House, you get to see, in the same way the best view of camp is from the middle of the lake, the best view of the Opera House and Sydney is from the other side in the water. <laughs> um, I came second in that race as well, which was pretty chuffed at. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, so that was a pretty cool experience. Um, whatever cool places can I think of? Oh, uh, New oh. Zealand in the forks of, um, of, of Doubtford Sound in New Zealand. That was pretty sick. Um, Ireland um, some of the most beautiful beaches I've seen are in the west coast of Ireland and you think oh my goodness that's going to be an amazing surfing there and then you get in the water and it's so cold <laughs> that I can't get out quick enough <laughs> so maybe that's a body of water say about look it. At. yeah yeah so and again if those of you don't know John closely I, I have to you know encourage him strongly with hot cocoa and coffee to come down in the pre-seasons of camp to swim with me um, you know, there's usually a few other takers, but, um, the crazy part is the human body is really quite resilient that if you are going to swim in a cold body of water, right, John, it's like, you gotta get past that first minute, you know, oh, yeah. first 15 seconds and, and really commit to engaging. Um, and in some really cold, you do need proper equipment, yeah. um, you know, for that. So we're not encouraging people to jump in the ice waters and go swim without proper training, uh, you know, with regards to that, but, but. Along those lines, and where I, I kind of want to always take that, John, is with camp and with the waterfront and with, with all parts of the waterfront, I've been able to swim with a variety of people over the years um, at camp. And that is a motivator for me as a person that I look forward to coming back, teaching, instructing, coaching, not only campers, but staff. And then we get to swim with those staff. And I don't think, John, I've ever come in first place but I'm the happiest person. And I think that's something I wanna make sure that people know that competition, um, learning, doesn't mean you're always gonna be in the first place. You can just be a better version of yourself and still have an amazing time and feel amazing about it. Mm. Um, Because sometimes people are hesitant, like, oh, that that person, uh, you know, is such a strong swimmer. As I said at the beginning of this podcast, John, you beat me <laughs> regularly. I don't stop swimming with you. When I get in the water with Mike, uh, he beats me. But he, you know, there's this, you know, um, you know, this concept of 
we're swimming for our fitness. Uh, we're supporting each other. Um, whether we we're beating times, not each other. Um, you yeah, know, but, what's the value in that? You think in 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 long term? Um, I think in in any form of exercise, any form of movement, I don't think it's about winning or losing. It's, as you said, I know it sounds corny. It's about taking part. So as much as um, when we go swimming, I might have a slight edge on you from thousands of hours in the water. When we do our run swims, when we go running first, you 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 win that every single time. <laughs> You're always out in front. But then we hit the water, and then my skill set <laughs> kicks in. That part in. Right, right. So that's the important part. It's, it's about there and, and and doing it, and getting it out there. When we run the triathlons or the the, the biathlons at yeah. camp. Nothing gets me more happy than seeing people just having a go at it. You know, that's what it's about. Um, one of my favourite, one of my favourite things that happened this summer with a camper is um, so we do this kind of crazy thing uh, called an ultimate doctor doc, where we do um, eight laps of the pool, kind of concertinaing up and down, going up and down our eight laps. Then you hop out of the pool, you run to the waterfront, uh, you go down our water slide, then you go up and over all of our inflatables. So you go, um, you bounce on the trampoline, you come off, we've got an inflatable monkey bar, you go across that one, and then you climb up um, an inflatable iceberg that we have, slide down, run back to the pool, and then um, you jump off our rock wall, and that's completed. Um, I usually do it with an entire division, um, and and we, we we time it for the entire division. Um, there was one guy who did it who wasn't he was a camper. He he wasn't the strongest swimmer in the world. He wasn't the most um, athletically um, what's the word I'm looking athletically built sort of a guy. But he's yeah. like, you know what, John? I'm going to give this a go. I know that I'm going to give this a go. I'm going to try and. He tried, man. <laughs> he went up and down. Um, he did that swim. He didn't care about anyone else. Um, he just did it for him. And at the end of it, he was so happy that he finished it. He was like, John, I'll be honest, I've never even been on those inflatables in the lake. But this, I, I did it today. I went on all of them today. And he had a great time. In no way was he close to the person who, who came first in that. The person who did it very, very quickly. But I reckon he probably had a better time than the person yeah. who did it quickly, you know? Um, new new experiences, new experiences those run swims the biathlons all mm -hmm. that sort of stuff for me oftentimes you, we we find that sometimes the older girls at camp uh, i think that's that moment for me is when those the girls were like do we have to you know and i said no you don't have to but you get to and it's your race and we we phrase yeah. it in a way where don't stress or worry too much about the other person think of it as a motivator mm -hmm. for you and the others but this is your race. Like I want you to walk some of it, run some of it, swim two laps, four laps, or six. You make a choice. It's your choice, but but do something. And there's not a single one of them ever, John, that comes out and says they were disappointed that they did it or they're mm -hmm. never going to do it again. They come out with this rejuvenated, energized, wow, right? And And I think that's what I want people to get out of this is there's land-based activities which which are amazing and we at IHC um, have water-based activities that are equally as amazing but different because not everyone has that opportunity you know to have access to those sort of things and the skills that we can teach and grow and then when you're done at camp you can continue that <laughs> right you can continue yeah. down that path so that for me anyway 
is where I see water as, as a beautiful challenge. Um, you know, two things. And part two of that is the relationships that are formed when I started having that conversation. John, I swam with you at the most random pool in Sydney, Australia. That was the oldest pool in, in, in Australia, the Dawn right? Fraser pool. They, and it's open water, it's, it's salty, and, you know, depending on the tide. It, and I never would have gone there had I not known you. Um, you know, so I think that's where this inspiration and motivation and about personal growth can not just be a mental or a, you know, thing, or it doesn't have to be just like, oh, I'm getting better at basketball. It can be, I'm getting better at life, <laughs> you know, and interacting and sharing these places uh, with each other. So before we head out, where do you think the next place, new place, what's on your dream list of places to swim or boat? Where have you not swam yet? Um, all right. This is something that's on my back burner. I really, I want to do it, but there's a couple of things holding me back on it. Mostly the cold water, but I shouldn't let that hold back. I want to swim that stretch of water between San Francisco and Alcatraz, just so I can say I've escaped from Alcatraz. To me, that would be my <laughs> my swimming. Um, that would be my dream one. Um, I have no interest in swimming the Channel or anything like that, but um, I think an ocean swim from Alcatraz would be pretty cool. Definitely amazing. Cool. And I see that that's like token John swim. I can see you literally wanting to do a full makeup escape, like have oh, a burglar yeah. outfit on, you know, or like a jail outfit and, and then, you know, come out on the other side, free man. So, um, well, John, thank you for taking the time today. Again, these conversations I think are so important to help people understand the benefits, the joys, and to hopefully reduce some of the fear and anxiety. So if you're a new camper, you know, coming to camp for the first time, if you're a staff member, past or, or potential that's listening to this, um, here's two people that love the water. We work on the water, but we also work outside that water. We're humans that want to share the joys. Um, we want to coach, we want to teach, we want to facilitate. And one of the places we have the benefit of doing that is in our pool and on our lake. Um, so John, anything you want to say on the way out? Keep on swimming. Awesome. I thought for I sure you might say Spurs for the cup or something like that, so that you'd sneak some soccer, football, you know, in on this. Uh, no. I'm for those who don't know, John is an avid Spurs fan. So any of the, the British or those who, who follow Premier, uh, you know, soccer, uh, I wanted to make sure I gave a shout out to the Spurs. So. Just, just Spurs, dude. Just drop the just Spurs. Not just Spurs. See, just Spurs. See that? Just Spurs. I'm always learning, John. I'm always learning. All right, from our waterfront to yours, thank you for listening to the IC Podcast. John, thanks for joining us today. No worries, that was and fun. And I wish you all the best in your future swims. Yeah.